The views and opinions expressed within this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, advertising partners, or ownership of Forever Communication. The It's All Good Podcast, hosted by Lorraine Gossett-Jones, sponsored by Baptist Memorial Hospital. This is Lorraine Jones with 15 Minutes of Good News, sponsored by Baptist Memorial Hospital. Have you ever had an event happen in your life that was so astonishing that it just, it it couldn't be explained? Couldn't be explained any other way except it was due to divine intervention. That's called a God wink. Now the world may call it a coincidence, but believers know that it's a God wink. Have, Have you ever heard that term before, God wink? A, na- a guy named Squire Rushnell um, is credited with coining that term, God wink. Um, Mr. Rushnell was a, a very successful television executive for uh, Good Morning America, and he founded the Schoolhouse Rock, uh, the after-school specials, and other children's programs. And he and his team received... Um, over 75 Emmys for their work in that. He's very active in Habitat for Humanity. So he seems like a, like a great guy. And in, in 2001, he wrote a book about his thoughts on these events that the world calls a, co- a coincidence, but that he felt were divine intervention. And he calls the book When God Winks. And uh, years ago, I don't even know how long ago, a dear friend of mine gave the book to me. I read it immediately, um, and I started using that phrase, God winks. I started using it with my children, um, with the cancer patients that I minister to, with my friends, my husband. And when, when something miraculous would happen, when events would line up in such a perfect way, and people around me would say, now, what are the chances of that happening? Or what a coincidence? Or what are the odds of that? This is crazy. I would always correct them. And I would say, these events are not random. It's a God wink. Now, has any has anyone ever winked at you before? Yeah, it's been a while for me, but, <laughs> uh, you know, people don't wink much anymore, do they? I don't guess. Um, people send the wink emoji now, I guess. Um, but think about when you were younger, you know, just, just imagine this. Imagine you're sitting at the big dinner table with your extended family around and you did something wrong and you're getting in trouble. You're getting yelled at, whatever. And your grandfather, you look up and your grandfather just looks at you and winks at you. What was he trying to say with that wink? Was he, was he trying to say, it's okay. It's going to be okay. Or maybe kind of like, you're not alone. He was, he was giving you a wink of, of loving reassurance, wasn't he? I remember myself when I was in junior high and I was on the track team, sometimes I remembered being nervous lining up for a race and I'd look over at my coach and he'd he'd wink at me. And what was he trying to say with that wink? Um, I guess I used to, you know, used to think he was saying, you've got this. You're prepared. I've equipped you. Trust me. He was giving me a wink of encouragement. Now, God winks do the same thing. But God is our Holy Father, and every day we receive these little nudges from Him 
to help keep us on the path that that he has designed and that he's intended for us. Just like the nudging of the Holy Spirit. God winks are simply an extension of God's still, small voice in our everyday situations. Think about it. If you if you were God and you wanted to communicate with human beings without using a human voice, how would you do it? You'd perform little miracles, wouldn't you? You'd create little miracles, little coincidences that cause people to say, what are, what are the odds of this ever happening? Those are God winks. God constantly speaks to us, and he ordains our circumstances. Bushnell calls these messages, these God winks, he calls them gifts that are left right at our doorstep. I watched a YouTube video of him, and that's how he put it. They're, these God winks are gifts that are left right at your doorstep. But we have to open the door, and we have to open the gift. I'm going to read um, from Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. I have verse 6 on a, on a plaque in my office. Acknowledge that you hear him. Acknowledge what he has done for you in the past. And let's go back to verse 5. It says, trust in the Lord. Lean not on your own understanding. God is trying to guide your life. He's trying to speak to us. Now, he may not guide us on the path that, that we choose for ourselves or at the pace that we think things ought to happen, but he guides us nonetheless. Are we paying attention to these God winks of reassurance? Are we acknowledging these God winks for what they are? And, you know, uh, kind of rereading this book over the last several days, and it's a it's a small book. It's a quick read. It's an easy read. But just pondering it, knowing, hey, I'm going to use this on my podcast. It just made me think of the God winks in my life. Sometimes I've had a lot of God winks that I can think of. Sometimes God winks that were spurring me on towards something better. And sometimes God winks moving me away from something that was not so good for me. And one that I thought of in particular Um, was when I was in my late 20s. I was married. I had a full-time job. I was managing a brand-new startup wellness center, and um, I'd been working really long hours getting it started, and I was working on my master's degree. My husband had been working hard at his job also. So we planned a vacation, you know, several months down the road. We We wanted to do something relaxing, away from the offices, away from the phones, So we planned a trip to Canada, of all places. One of those those trips, you know, that you take, it's a remote area, a remote destination. You go on a little plane, you have all your gear, they kind of leave you, and we'll come back and get you in a week. Have a nice week. Kind of solitary confinement or whatever. But I think we were just so exhausted and so on go all the time that we just kind of wanted that. So we were 
planning this trip for a long time, getting it all together. And maybe halfway through the planning, I found out that, that I was pregnant. But it was, you know, our trip was going to be early on in the pregnancy and I was healthy. So we just kept planning it, looking forward to it. And it was coming up. We were ready to go. And then suddenly, for some unknown reason, I just woke up one day about, I would say something like two weeks before we were supposed to to go and just had this feeling, no doubt in my mind, that I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go there. I told my husband I didn't want to go there. He asked me why, and I said, I don't know. I just don't want to go there anymore. So um, we had the time off, so we just thought, well, let's do something. Um, And it wasn't that far from where we were living at the time. So um, we ended up driving to Washington, D.C. Neither one of us had ever been there. And we thought, there's lots of things to see and do there. Of course, it wasn't the quiet, solitary vacation we had planned, but that's what we ended up doing. The second day that we were there, I started hemorrhaging. Um, I mean, it it was bad. It was scary. Um, An ambulance. We were in Washington, D.C. An ambulance got there very quickly. Um, We went to got to a hospital very quickly. Of course, there's great hospitals in Washington, D.C. I I got there unbelievable within minutes. Um, I lost I lost the baby, um, but saved my life. had we been in that remote part of Canada all alone, I would have died. There's no doubt in my mind. That's a God wink. And and so that's something that it, it kept me from not doing. Um, but, but other events in my life, one that I was really thinking of that has just always been so profound uh, to me was when my mother was sick. And my mother had cancer, and she was sick off and on um, from 1997 till 2000. Uh, She lived in West Virginia. I lived in Tennessee. Uh, I have sisters that were there and able to take care of her day to day, but uh, I was only able to see her maybe every two or three months. And um, in January of 2000, she was in the hospital. Um, actually part of December and into January. And I had a flight planned and booked for January 6th, I think it was. Um, She called me January 1st. And all she said very quietly, she said, for she said, hello, you. And I said, hello, you. And she said, I just want to hear your voice. I want to hear the sound of your voice. And she sounded different to me. And and we talked for a little bit, talked talk for a few minutes. And then my sister got the phone and, and went out into the hallway and told me that she she didn't think mom had long to live and that I probably needed to come sooner than January 6th. Um, I hung up the phone, sobbing. Um, the phone call made me late for picking up my kids. I had to jump straight into the car because, um, you know, I had to get there. And I turned the car on and and just blaring from the car radio was a George Strait song, the chorus, right on these words. And I'm not going to sing it. I'll just say it. (laughs) I'm carrying your love with me, West Virginia down to Tennessee. I'll be moving with a good Lord's speed, carrying your love with me. 
It's my strength for holding on every minute that I have to be gone. I'll have everything I'll ever need. I'm carrying your love with me. And further in the song, it says, a goodbye kiss is all I need from you. And I, I, I just started sobbing even harder. It was so amazing that at that exact second that I needed it most, what I needed to hear, beautiful words of love from West Virginia to Tennessee, it happened right at the right moment. That song was a God wink. I got a flight the next day. And when I got there, I I gave uh, my sister who'd been with her so much of the time, gave her a break or both of my sisters a break. And um, I got to stay in that hospital room with her for the next 10 days. Um, I slept in a cot. I would leave for an hour a day to go get a shower. (laughs) And but but I was there. Um, I got to play her favorite music. Um, It was a cassette back then, but we played her favorite music. I read from her favorite books. Um, my mother grew up um, on Long Island in New York, and she loved the beach. So we had a beach day. Uh, we played beach music and uh, took in beach towels and had some suntan lotion because it smelled so good and had a beach day. And um, one day we were just talking a little more seriously. We never could talk about what if you die But one day I said to her, if anything ever happens to you, every time I see a butterfly, I'm going to think about you and I'm going to know that you're near me. And she just smiled and said, "Okay." And we didn't tell anyone about our conversation. And now she was there in December and January, so she still had she had a little Christmas tree in her room, but there weren't many ornaments on it. And so um, I walked down to the gift shop and I thought I'd find some more ornaments on sale or something. And all that were left in the gift shop were glass butterflies, several glass butterflies. That's all there were. So I bought them all up and I, I filled her tree with them. And a few days later, I I went out in the hallway and I saw one of the nurses had a puppy. And I asked, oh, could you take that in my mom's room and just let her see that puppy? I thought it might cheer her up and make her feel better. And um, the nurse brought the puppy in and uh, my mom was petting it. Oh, sweetie. And it was it was kissing her and she was petting it and just having a good time with it. And um, the nurse said, do you see what's on that puppy's bottom? And like we go, what are you talking about? And she just took him and she turned him around and she said, "Look, it's a perfect butterfly." And Mom and I just looked at each other. It's just kind of funny. And again, we hadn't told anybody this. Now, Mom died on January twelfth, and she was buried on January fifteenth, her birthday. And um, after she died, I sat in that that stuffy conference room at the funeral home with my sisters, wondering, you know, how am I going to get through planning my mother's funeral? Um, Just overwhelming, as many of you can probably relate. The funeral director came in. He gave me a pamphlet of information, and and he handed it to me, set it on on the table, and I looked down, and there was a big butterfly on the cover of it. All of those things... Through this ordeal, they were God winks. 
They were telling me, God was telling me I was not alone. And that whole experience pulled me and my family closer to God. Now, at that time, I was new to church during that time. I was just getting to know who Jesus was. And and I don't didn't know whether my mom was saved or not. Heck, I wasn't saved then. But her loss started me on a whole new path, a path that was planned for me. I got saved on March 19th, 2000. My youngest son got saved in June of 2000 at Vacation Bible School, and my oldest son on Easter Sunday of 2021. Those God winks changed everything. So always be on the lookout for God winks, especially in times of uncertainty. Learning to pay attention to God winks and God's attempts to communicate with you, it'll help you develop a a confident sense of direction, and, uh, and it will affirm for you that you're never alone. You know, God is a supernatural guidance system, and you are on His radar. This is Lorraine Jones, and you've been listening to 15 Minutes of Good News, sponsored by Baptist Memorial Hospital. The It's All Good podcast, hosted by Lorraine Gossett-Jones. Sponsored by Baptist Memorial Hospital, delivering the promise of quality health care. When fighting cancer, you want two things on your side, advanced technology and skilled, caring medical professionals to help you succeed. At Baptist Cancer Center, you'll have both. We use TrueBeam, powerful, precise radiation technology used by the top cancer centers in the United States. And our cancer treatment team is second to none. Advanced technology, advanced skills, right here where you live. Find out more. Visit us at BaptistCancerCenter.com.